Hi there and welcome to the third row in the Get Fit by Rowing series. Now today's row is going to be a low intensity row, 30 minutes at 20 strokes per minute, an old favourite. But after every four minutes we're going to spend a minute doing some drill work. Now don't worry about it, this isn't about technique, this is about just letting your heart rate come down a little bit. So we're going to do a little bit of legs only and arms and back only rowing. Don't worry if you're not used to it or even if you don't want to do it. But it's a good way to just stop your heart rate from rising because remember this is a low intensity workout, it's meant to stay nice and low. Okay, so we're going to get into a four minute warm up before we do our main session and please set up your machine first. That means on a concept two, setting your drag factor to where you want it to be and if you're on any other machine, setting your resistance where you want it to be, okay? If you can get your monitor to eye height, please do that. And finally, set the foot straps to a height where you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably, okay? If you set too high, it can be a bit hard to get there. It's really well it's down to. I'm not entirely sure my machine is level in the garden today, but hey, so, right, four minute warm up, just start, just en enough intensity to get the machine moving is really all I care about for the first minute here, okay? Just to get your body moving. Here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. Did you notice how I got my sunglasses down right at the, <laughs> the point where I started? That's the seasoned pro. Yeah, I'm definitely leaning to the left of it here. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so the point here is just to push with enough power from your feet as though you were standing up. Okay, so say you're in a squat and then you want to stand up. That's all you're doing for this first minute of the warm-up. And as you're doing that, you're just getting your body used to the tilt forwards into the front of the machine and then the tilt backwards at the back of the stroke. Okay, and remember I'm saying tilt on purpose there because you're hinging forwards and backwards over your hips. You're not slumping forwards and then leaning all the way back into really deep layback. It's just a tilt. And now we're a minute into this, you can start to think about increasing power a little bit. And really all I want, all I want you to do is just put in enough that you can feel your muscles putting in a bit of a push. Okay? So, You'll just feel a tiny little zing to your muscles. Your breathing rate might go up a little bit. Heart rate will climb a little bit, but that's it, okay? And that's kind of what today's intensity is gonna be like. So this is like a five out of 10 uh, effort that you're doing. Bearing in mind, one out of 10 is sitting on the couch. <laughs> and it's pretty much this intensity for today's row as well, okay? So you should never really feel exhausted. You should be able to hold a conversation the whole way through, even though I'm talking at you the whole time. <laughs> but let's take one more stroke, put one foot on the ground. So take your foot out the straps, put it on the ground, continue rowing. Now this is gonna help with that tilting forwards and backwards if you struggle with it. Just having one leg in, suddenly you've just got a little bit more freedom to get through those angles that pivot over your hips. And that also helps you think about that push with the leg that you've still got strapped in. But I want you to put one in, take that other one back out and continue rowing with the other leg strapped in. And do the same again. Just keep out that nice 20 strokes a minute come into the front, tilt forwards, push, and then tilt backwards at the back end of the stroke. That's all you have to do. Okay, let's take one more here. Put both feet back in, tighten the straps, legs nice and straight, and roll with your back and arms. Now this is one of the drills that we're gonna be doing every four minutes today. So the point here is that you swing your back first to pick up the weight of the flywheel or whatever you have on your rowing machine first and then you pull in your arms then out with your arms and rock forwards again so there's two parts to it there's the rock of the hips and the pull of the arms <laughs> one more let's get into the front arm straight and the forward tilt just push out with your legs but hold your forward tilt and arms straight as you push okay this is really important when it comes to the connection of your power from your legs into your arms. 
And that's not just about rowing, this is about if you can get power into the machine, you're putting an effort, put an effort, that's how you eventually get fit. But not too much effort, especially for today's row, because like I said, it's a low intensity. So this is a 60 to 70% max heart rate row, UT1, UT2, depending on how you where you sit in that point. So it's a real low intensity, but I can talk about all of that stuff in today's main session, which after you've had a quick drink and you're moving up and in the rail, I'll describe one more time. Okay then, so just as a quick reminder, we're doing a 30 minute row at 20 strokes a minute. And after four minutes, we're gonna do what we just did in that warm up, where we're gonna do the back and arms only, and then the legs only for 30 seconds each. Then we go back into four minutes, and then we do it again and again and again until the 30 minutes is up, okay? And that is gonna keep our heart rate down because we wanna do this between 60 and 70% of maximum heart rate, which puts you in that kind of zone two, UT1, UT2, depending on how you wanna describe it and, and what calculator you're using okay from a 2k training pace point of view that means around about 2k plus 18 to 20 depending on how well trained you are right now and from an effort point of view we're looking at five out of ten and i just got a message from uh, someone <laughs> so anyway i like to i like to keep you involved in my life see when my phone goes ding i'll tell you i'll take a look later and see if it was interesting right so 30 minutes, just follow me for stroke rate. Uh, and then, yeah, and like I said, just keep that intensity down. So what I'm gonna be talking a little bit about today, okay? Um, right, okay, you ready for this? Good. Let's go then in three, two, one, and we're off. Now, I'm gonna put any bets on how long it's gonna take for me to forget one of the one minute technique sections. It's not gonna be too long, is it? So I've got my machine leveled. Fortunately, the good thing about working out in the garden is there's enough debris lying around that I can level off the machine. Downside, of course, of working out outside is it's likely to be a lawnmower starting up or, I don't know, something will happen. A bee will fly into my face or something. But hey, jeopardy. When I'm making my TV programs, the producers and channel always say you need jeopardy for people to continue watching so will john get struck by a bee or will a lawnmower start up that is today's jeopardy so right we're a minute in of flanneled enough hopefully you've locked into your own stroke rate remember watch me on screen that gives you the right timing and the right ratio as well in terms of one second drive and two seconds recover. So that's what you want to do at this stroke rate and certainly for this intensity. Because it's really important that on these low intensity rows you keep the intensity low, okay? There was a post on the Facebook group kind of regarding heart rate zones and that this felt really easy. And it's kind of the point. This is meant to feel pretty easy. Like I say, you should be able to hold a conversation the entire time. Yeah, you might need someone else to be talking from time to time, but you should be able to manage it. Your heart rate, even though I'm saying should be between 60 and 70%, this isn't like a speed limit. You're not aiming for 70%. Ideally, I want you at 65% of your max. Because that is where your core fitness is built. That's where your mitochondria and your blood, the power stations of your blood, that's where they get, they grow and they get stronger and more and amazinger. <laughs> that's all of this low intensity. That's why it's a half hour row. Just you build up that fitness. And then by keeping these sessions at low intensity, at that 60 to 70%, it means that when it comes to the 
max intensity rows, like the second row in the series, you have the energy in your system to be able to do it. There's no point rowing the low intensity stuff too hard and then not being able to do the max intensity at max. That way you're blunting the pencil on both ends. Okay, hope that makes sense. If you wanna go fast, go fast on the fast stuff, not the slow stuff. Okay, two more strokes, then we're gonna do our first drills breakout. So, legs straight, and then roll with your back and arms. So you're still at 20 strokes a minute. I still want you to put in the same kind of perceived effort as though you were still rowing normally, but you'll probably have dropped off about 15 seconds pace. But hopefully your heart rate has settled itself down. Right, then roll into the front, push out with your legs, hold the straight arms and your forwards tilt, and just use your legs, okay? Push, don't pull with your arms. Try to hold that forwards tilt, okay? And keep saying okay until, <laughs> until you get it. Two more here, one more. Then we're back into another four minutes. Now my heart rate dropped to, what does it say? Down to 60% because of those drills. And that's vital for this kind of training. Remember this is fitness training. This isn't about performance training. We're not trying to increase our 2K time or our 1K time. This is about fitness, which you'll then use when it does come to training your 2K time. But this is why I call it foundation fitness. Much like building a house, you can't build a fast 2K time if you don't have a strong foundation. So that's what this entire series is gonna do. Okay. <laughs> now, there is a little bit of a elephant in the room question actually asked by David Geoffrey, or Geoffrey, who's Geoffrey? Which basically just says, when will you see results of this series? And that is harder to say, because for a start, it depends how fit you are in the first place. It also depends how you're gonna measure your fitness. Like, if at the start of the series, you just couldn't manage a straight 30 minute row, but by the end of the series, you can, but it's a clear fitness improvement. But if you can row 30 minutes, then it becomes about how it feels, where your heart rate is, how fast you're able to go on the max intensity stuff. But it's not like a 2K plan where after six weeks you do a 2K test and compare it to one you did before starting the plan and therefore it's very clear, it's in black and white whether you've improved or not. For this, it's down to your general well-being, how you feel, how you respond during the rows. There isn't something you can really pin your hat on to say, my fitness has improved. But truth is, if you do all 24 rows in this series, and do at least three a week, preferably four a week. Once you've finished, 
you really should see the difference. Then it comes down to your nutrition, sleep, what else you're doing in and around rowing as to whether you see any other differences like weight loss or general feeling of well-being. Okay, four more strokes, then we're gonna do those drills again. So I'm at 136 heart rate right now. 70%. So, oops. So arms and, sorry, back and arms. Almost forgot what I was doing there. Got the first stroke, stroke wrong. So rock forwards, pick up the initial tension by rocking your back from a forwards tilt to a backwards tilt. And as you start that rock, that's when you pull your arms in, okay? That's on here. Let's roll to the front. Force tilt, straight arms. Just press out the front. Keep that posture powerful. Try to keep that lean, that tilt towards the front of the machine. Keep those arms straight. Out of anything, that's the most important thing here, is straight arms as you push your legs into the machine. Let's do one more. And we'll continue. With normal rowing again. And my heart rate dropped. 10 BPM again. <clears throat> and this does feel easy. Okay. I'm at 2 oh, five pace which is 2k plus 20 I'm talking my way through it to you my heart rate is at 61% of max and for me this is perfect and like I said in the was it the warm up the reason to think about technique is just to make sure you're putting in the right amount of force to the machine. Because you may have heard someone say, rowing is an all over body experience, don't you know? You'll use nearly every single one of your muscles on a rowing machine. Truth is, that's only if you're doing it kind of right. Like if you, swing your back too soon so you lean back before you push with your legs you miss out a huge part of your body basically your hinge over your hips from front to back it's a massive amount of power and force goes into the machine which you have to generate so if you skip that you're kind of skipping about a third of the potential power and energy you could be using when rowing. It's the same with if you pull too soon at the front. I now can't use my legs when I do that. And your legs are at least half of the power that should be going into your stroke. So if you're not getting a solid push out of your legs, you're really missing out on the energy expenditure when it comes to rowing. Because your arms are really only about 10 to 15% of the power that goes into the stroke. So if you are putting everything into the pool, you're kind of wasting your time. We're not wasting your time, but you get one. After all, this series is about improving your fitness. And that doesn't happen just by magic. Just sitting on a machine isn't enough. You need to get your heart rate 
into the right zone you need to at least try a little bit and that's what's perfect about this zone 2 stuff is it's not hard the worst part about this to be honest is it can get quite boring hey not me I'm not boring well <laughs> my kids are big to differ but yeah long slow zone 2 things aren't that exciting okay two strokes one more we're back to the back and arms only so again 136 beats per minute for my heart let's see how much it reduces because 136 should be yes 71% of my max well according to Ergzone I think Ergzone is off actually I'll have to do a recalibration one more here into the front, forwards tilt, arm straight, push out the front, okay? And try and get that timing right so that you push with your feet at the same time you feel the handle connect, like bite into the flywheel. That point when everything just, you take the strain, that's when you push with your legs. One more here. And we continue. Now as well as, see there you go, 10 beats off again, down to 126. As well as the heart rate saving effects of these one minute pauses. The other thing it does is it kind of speeds through the workout. So by doing, only ever looking like four minutes ahead at a time, until the next one minute. It means you're not looking at a 30 minute row in its entirety, which, especially if you're not used to doing them, can seem like quite a long time. And it definitely contributes to what I was saying about how these low intensity rows, some people can find them a little bit I was about to say tiresome, but that's not right. Boring. <laughs> I was trying not to say boring, but boring's better than tiresome. So if you're only looking ahead like four minutes, or maybe, I don't know, a thousand meters at a time, or even 500 meters at a time, rather than the full 30 minutes, you'll find you'll just skip through the workout and you'll be done kind of perceptually a lot quicker I certainly know if I'm doing a 30 minute time trial like how fast or how far can I go in 30 minutes mentally it's a lot more manageable if I break it into 3 minute chunks and just make sure I hold my pace for three minutes at a time than it is to just face a timer that says 30 minutes and just think, oh my god <laughs> I've got to try and hold this for 30 minutes the brain's a very complicated organ but it's also very easy to subdue worries <laughs> like that really what you want to do is enjoy this kind of row and I mean what's not to enjoy about it you're rowing for half an hour it's not hard you'll burn about 300 350 calories you'll get fitter as a result I mean, where's the downside? Apart from the fact it takes up some time, there isn't one. I mean, the opposite of this is the max intensity, the high intensity interval training stuff. Like, 
the second row, which was over a lot quicker. I doubt you had a chance to get <laughs> bored <laughs> in row two, but you really have to put in the work to get something out of it. So that's your payoff. Your buy-in there is that you have to go max intensity. Okay, so I've drifted up to 145, which is 75% of my max. So hopefully this next minute will ease it off. So arms and back only. Remember, swing the back first to pick up the flywheel, then pull in the arms. Then out with the arms, then rock forwards. Simple. Rock, arms, arms, rock. One more here. Let's roll to the front. Straight arms, force tilt. Press out from the front. Try to make sure your feet push into the machine at the same time that your hands kind of pick up the weight of whatever you're using, whether that's a water rowing machine or magnetic rowing machine or Concept 2. It's just the same. You want to get that timing. Boom. All right. Let's get back to normal rowing. So I dropped down to 130, well, 130 after that. So I'm going to ease off my pace a little bit where I was 205 pace before. I can have aimed for 207, 209 now. So I want to keep this low intensity. Now the fourth session of this workout is going to be a tempo session. So that's kind of in between the did I say workout or series? Oh, here it Whatever I said. Row four of the series. That's what I meant, whether I said that or not. We have a tempo workout. So that means that you hold an intensity basically between this and max. So seven, seven or eight out of ten. But you hold it for a longer period of time than a max intensity, but shorter than low intensity. So for example, it'd be like six, four minute rows going about 20 seconds faster, or maybe 15, let's say 15 seconds faster than you are right now. So it's up there intensity wise, but still not max. And it's a useful variation for a plan like this. Because it kind of consolidates both ends, the low intensity and the max intensity stuff. But more importantly than that, gives you variety. And again, what I'm trying to do here is give you a reason to want to continue training and hopefully all this stuff I waffle on about is just like enough white noise information for you that you are motivated to row but also the variety of session should help that as well because after all you could just do row one row two from this series over and over again and you'll get pretty much the same results if you did that 12 times versus going through all 24 of my rows there's <laughs> a way to undersell my, my own series uh, you know it's not that warm out it's a nice breeze. It's about 14 degrees Celsius. 
Sorry, don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. It's not that warm. Sun's out, gorgeous blue sky, but I think between rowing and even this heat, talking away to you, and us being almost 24 minutes into it, I think it's safe to say I'm getting a little bit dehydrated. <laughs> now, if you're the same, you stop and take a drink during this next minute of drill work. Okay, so here we go. Back, arms, arms, back, back, arms, arms, back. And you've got three seconds per stroke to really make sure you're getting this sequencing right. So you don't have to rush this. Hold it to 20 strokes a minute and get it right. One more. And then we're gonna roll into the front. Arm straight, forward tilt. Press out from the front. Push. I know there'll be quite a lot of you that are just continuing to row at 20 strokes a minute. That's perfectly fine. As long as you don't feel like you are uh, exhausting yourself, that you're getting out of this zone two zone. <laughs> Last one here. All right, and we continue. Normal rowing, five minutes to go. Down to 136 again. So basically I'm drifting up a little bit heart rate wise as this workout goes on, even though I'm slowing down pace. But then these drills are helping. What's not helping, of course, is the fact that I'm talking away to you the whole time. So this is obviously through the course of the workout taking its toll from a cardiovascular and respiratory point of view because I've got sweat in my eyes now. I'm just complaining. <laughs> oh, I can't see. Um, yeah, less oxygen is getting into my body because I'm holding my breath or at least less carbon dioxide is being cleared from my body because I'm holding my breath. That's maybe more accurate. And I think that is contributing in a large way to my rising heart rate through this workout. So, because I did recorded a video, part of a series where I'm comparing the concept to, to my water rower. And so I did 30 minutes at this zone two on the water rower and 30 minutes at zone two on the concept two. And they're both the same pace at 2.05. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and so I was able to hold the right heart rate at much faster pace when I wasn't talking. But you have to, hopefully you understand that. But then maybe you're sitting there going, well, shut up then. <laughs> but whether you enjoy my chat or not, the fact that I talk all the way through my workouts, I think is what sets me apart from any of the other online trainers who have workout videos up here that I talk the whole way through. <laughs> you would have thought after, I think I've got 500 workout videos up here now. You would have thought I'd have run out of stuff to say by now. But nope. As it is, there's more stuff I wanted to talk about today. And I'm going to have to pack that into a future video. 
as maybe at the beginning of this series I maybe I'm going to be talking about the theory and the reason we're doing things just to try and make sure and sell it to you that you know to keep the intensity down etc and as we get I say past row 5 maybe I'll start telling you stories about taking a dead fish into a nightclub or <laughs> to that dead mouse alright one more stroke and let's carry on doing the drills I know we could possibly just continue to the end but I want to keep this proper routine from start to finish where we were doing four minutes and then one minute we'll do a cool down shortly after stopping this though so we'll get that chance too and then we'll do a little bit of stretching and we're all done oops ah, I forgot <laughs> roll into the front straight arms forward tilt I made it all the way to 30 seconds to go and I forgot, <laughs> I forgot to change the drill uh, let's push out with those legs make sure and get you have to push too hard so remember she really told you that at the beginning just enough last one oh, now I could really feel towards the end of that session that everything was beginning to kind of round down in my back I think this is from a body fitness point of view not just cardio fitness but a body fitness point of view which is what I've really suffered by not doing that many long rows because of training for high rocks. So have a drink. Keep moving up and down. Maybe wiggle your backside while I try and find where my two, two minute cooldown is. Two minute cooldown. I'm using the ErgZone app today. It does make it simpler to send things. You will find these workouts on Argzone, but they now require a subscription for anything older than a month for my stuff. Out of my hands, I'm afraid. None of it goes to me. It's all just for their development costs and stuff, which, frankly, they, they deserve because it's a great app. But just in case. Just in case you were like, why can't I see his workouts anymore? That's why. So, two-minute cooldown. Take this right about the pace you were just rowing at and then gradually slow down over the two minutes, okay? In three, two, one. Now, a double attempt faked, but we did make it through the warm-up, the main session, and all my flannel, and I haven't heard a lawnmower yet, or a dog, or a drill, or something like that. So, let's see. <laughs> We've got a minute and a half of a cool-down to go, and a little stretching session to go. And then what I'll find is my little fluffy microphone protector hasn't been as effective as I thought it was. And the entire thing will have been just wind noise and all. I won't be able to put it online. But let's see. <sighs> Definitely looking forward to another summer of trying to fit in as many alfresco rows as I can. So I do enjoy this. Not too sure whether I can get the water roller out here though. Don't know if I'd want to leave it out in the sun. So maybe alfresco rows are all still concept too. We'll see. I need to work a little better on the set this year round. My little stage isn't quite right. Especially though I need to think of a way that I can film this to you so it looks a lot clearer in the background. Got a little egg chair here. And <laughs> I do actually have plans to go on tour with a rowing machine this year. Hopefully that'll happen. Watch this space. Since I work out how to carry it, I'm not as big and strong as Cam Buckin, so I'm not going to be lugging it up a up Ben Nevis, or wherever he took his. Ugh. There we go. So, 
nice to cool down. Your body's just like, oh, it's okay, you can shake it all off. One of these rows, you don't particularly need to do a cool down at the end because it's low intensity in the first place. But still a good idea just to kind of make sure you loosen your body up. So, like I say, we're going to into a stretching session next. So, if you don't have time to stretch, please at least take a moment to stretch your hamstrings and your glutes if you can. Um, or, Stretchy John has just appeared, and he'll take you through uh, stretches if you have space for a mat, or I will take you through the stretches that I do if I have no space and I have to do it on a machine. Okay, so put your feet back onto the foot stretchers, but keep the straps loose so you can put your feet up against it slightly, and then put your hands in the air like you just don't care, and fold forwards. Okay, fold is the key word there, right? If you just round yourself down, you don't get the stretch. But if you fold, so you're just bringing your upper body down towards your legs, and you should feel you get the stretch into the hamstrings. Now, you don't want to be holding onto your ankles and pulling yourself forwards, because therein lies the danger of injury by doing that. Always just kind of work within the confines of what your body is okay with when it comes to stretching, okay? You don't want to end up damaging a tendon. I don't want to use the snap word, because that still gives me chills just thinking, <laughs> thinking about it. Um, right, okay, so that's hamstrings. Remember, do all these stretches the way that you know how, if you know something better than me, um, what way around. Oh, why can I never get this the right way around? Okay, go do glutes next. Sorry, I was just working out how I could face the camera. But one leg up on your rail, if you can. Obviously, I found out on a water rower, you can't really do that, it's easy. Bring the other foot up over, put the, the, your heel into the crook of your knee, then hold that knee in place across your body, and then rotate round. Okay, do you get what I'm doing here? So I'm rotating, kind of rounding down, holding onto the back of the rowing machine to give me a little bit of stability here, because otherwise I'll fall forwards into the grass. And it needs, yeah, it needs mode, so it would be nice and soft, but I still don't want to fall forward into the grass. <laughs> um, yeah, and you should get a nice stretch, that's all I'm saying. Down here in your glutes, you should feel it like radiate. It should be like a nice kind of, the warmth of the stretch should be kind of radiating out from your glutes. Because in rowing, it's your glutes. If you're, if you're doing it right, swap legs. I'm going to face away from you, sorry. There's the back of my head. That's TV gold, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, if you're doing this right, the rowing stroke, and you're pushing uh, with your legs at the same point that the handle connects to the machine, and you're holding your arm straight, and you've got that forwards tilt, and you're pushing with the legs, then the power should be coming like glutes first. It should feel almost like a, like a deadlift, that kind of... Um, everything's activated in your glutes and then it then goes through surges to the rest of your your legs but um, what that means is that they can especially after 30 minutes worth of rowing glutes can get a little bit sore so oh, right so I'm going to do quads next in fact I'll stand up here next to the machine so you can see me this way so I rest a hand on the monitor so I don't fall over I'm not going to guarantee I don't fall over and then I flick one foot up behind me and then hold oh, the heel up against my backside with just enough of uh, enough tension to create a stretch down your quad, okay? You're not trying to snap <laughs> the muscles here by pulling it, okay? Uh, you're just just enough force. And sometimes what's, what's a good idea is to kind of hold it for 10 seconds and then just ease in a tiny little bit more force. I'm not saying loads, but a tiny little bit more force just, to, just in case you're, that just helps a tiny little bit more. Because what it could be is the first 10 seconds of stretch your muscle off and then you can give it a tiny little bit more. Right, swap legs. Oops, if you can. That shows just how inflexible I am, doesn't it? The fact that I can do that. Now you'll see, well, I don't know if you can, but I'm kind of holding on to the upper part of my foot here rather than onto my toes. Uh, because if you hold on to your toes, you can then end up stretching all the, like in a bad way, stretching all the tendons through your foot and up through your shin. That's not the point. The point here is that you're stretching your quad rather than uh, trying to rip your toes off because you need your toes. How else would you play this little piggy goes to market if you didn't have any toes? <sighs> you know, it took me a long time to have I said this before? I probably have uh, to work out that when it's like, and this little piggy went to market, I thought he was going shopping. <laughs> it took me a long time to realize that that piggy was not coming back from the market. Okay, <laughs> it flexes next. Woo, showing you too much leg there. So, one foot in front of you, 90 degree angle with your, between your foot and your knee and stuff, yeah. Other one behind, my knee's on the ground right now, it's gonna get dirty. Uh, my toes are on the ground, so I've got 90 degree angles on both sides. And then looking straight forwards and keeping a good posture, I just send my body forwards, okay? And fall over. And this thing gives me a nice stretch through my hip flexor. And the hip flexor is that kind of point at the top of your quad where kind of where your hip is. 
kind of base it where, where it feels as though everything is joining. It's like kind of through that region. Um, and this can, especially at the back of the stroke, uh, can get activated quite a lot. Uh, the hip flexor, more like kind of that point where you're soaking up all the power at the back. Because really you should be using the momentum of your arms away and then tilting back over your hips to get yourself forwards rather than using your hip flexors. Let's change legs. But that's not to say, oops, that you don't still get used hip flexors on your row. My knee is sinking. Hmm. I may have a drainage issue. <laughs> anyway, right. So same again. Send the body forwards. Oh. And you, I can just feel right up here. Right up there. So that's quad down there. And then up here is hip flexor. And that's where I'm stretching. And I've said this in the last couple of workouts, but I think this is what I've damaged from all the running I was doing from high rocks. I think. Or it's a, a hip thing. I'm not entirely sure. I'll have to see a physio and I'll tell him exactly what happened. But... Did I say this? Oh, sorry, I'm repeating myself if I, did, if I have. But the high rocks thing, because you're always running an anti-clockwise lapse, I'm sure that's what's done it, is all those left turns has been what's kind of damaged my left hip. That combined with age. <laughs> Look, we filthy knees now. Right. Oh. Ah, there you go. I told you I'd always tell, say the same things. Sit in the seat. I'm going to do forearms next. Put your hands together in front of your face and then push them together and bring them down in front of you, okay? And as you bring them down, you should feel a stretch into your forearms. Now, here, I can hold this for a while because this has actually been a day between doing row two and row three. Uh, oh, there it goes. There's the seagulls, if, if nothing else. They've crashed the party. Um, I had to take a day in between, um, not because I was tired, but because after row two, the underside of my forearms, oh my good grief. Yesterday I was like, oh, I just couldn't row. It was a beautiful day. I even posted on Instagram saying, hey, first alfresco row of the year. Couldn't make it, couldn't row. I'd set up the machine, tried to row, and just my forearms were completely dead. Again, proof that I just haven't been doing any max intensity workouts on the rowing machine for a long time. So doing this right now really does feel like I'm getting great, great stretch right up there, right through my milky white forearms, right? Shoulders next, so put your hand out straight in front of you, hi, and then bring it across your body. Then naturally, for me, it's only going to there, so I use my other arm to just bring it another, what, 20 degrees more across my body. And then that then gives me a nice stretch into the shoulders. Again, your shoulders shouldn't be taking that much of a beating when rowing. This is about, uh, they're a conduit for the force from your legs into the handle, okay? So it comes up through your body, into your shoulders, into the handle, and that's how the force all gets into the machine, and then you finish. Uh, with a, a with a nice powerful stroke, but sometimes your shoulders either just from fatigue from rowing for so long, or maybe you've got like slightly shrugged up shoulders, or maybe you have a bit of a strange finish. Swap, swap arms. Um, who knows? But you can end up with a sore shoulders. Uh, especially, I tend to. I made a video about how you can get extra length by hanging off your shoulders by just kind of extending them a little bit, not too much. It's not like um, if you've got like an action man or a GI Joe and you pull on his arms and it extends and you kind of see the little bits of elastic that are holding his arms in place, you don't want that. <laughs> okay, so if you pop your shoulders out of their sockets and they're held in there by only the tendons, you've gone too far. But there is an element of it. I'll show you because I'm about to change and do biceps anyway. But, so if I sit like this, la, 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 and then I can, just that move of my shoulders forwards gives me an extra kind of couple of inches. Now I'm not really, if I really hang, now I can feel it's all sore down my arm. But just that difference between that and that, but that can add to some kind of the reason to need to stretch it because it's you're popping them out and whatever. Anyway. <sighs> right, what am I doing? Biceps. So put your hands behind you as though you're a ski jumper, okay? On a day like this, there's gonna be no snow. And rotate your thumbs outwards. Rotating those thumbs outwards lengthens the long head of your biceps um, and gives you a good stretch. After all, the finish of the stroke is more kind of that part of your bicep that gets used. Uh, and you shouldn't really be pulling from the front of the stroke anyway. So um, if you end up with sore biceps and four, four, <laughs> sore forearms when rowing, chances are um, it's from pulling from the front rather than the finish. Max intensity stuff like row two is just because you're putting in max intensity tends to hurt. But on a row like today's, the low intensity stuff, if you end up with sore forearms and sore biceps, chances are you're pulling early at the front of the stroke rather than straight arms and finishing powerfully, okay? Uh, and what's left? Triceps. So triceps, your hand comes up in the air, it's gonna escape. Oh no, it gets bored and falls down the back and touches your spine. And then your elbow's slightly pointing the air, but help it back with your other arm. And that kind of, yeah, gives you a wee stretch really 
Well, of course it does. That's the whole point of this. Try not to, I mean, sometimes you're trapped, the little, um, the muscle that kind of joins from your shoulder up to your neck. If you're kind of like, well, I say sometimes, right now for me, my trap is in a little bit of a, oi, what are you doing? So just try and find a position where that doesn't hurt. <laughs> I'm trying to do. <sighs> right. Swap arms. So same again. Hand comes up, gets bored, falls on your back. Now, ideally here, if you had the flexibility, you'd be able to get that hand up and grasp. But look, that's as far as I can reach. In fact, I'll turn around. That, at my full extension, is the closest I can get my two hands together when I try and do this. Because this shoulder is ruined from years of playing squash. Look at that. Isn't that pathetic? Ugh. You're going to say youth is wasted on the young. Well, it wasn't wasted on me. I played a lot of squash, had a lot of fun. It's just now I look back at it and say, oh, I wish I was 18 again. Just from a body point of view, oh, I couldn't be 18 again. Oh, anyway, I'm done stretching. Oh, the whole, like, dating thing or whatever. Oh, I could never do that again. And especially nowadays, you don't even do it that way. You get an app and you swipe someone and you go, oh, yeah, whatever. That said... That's a little bit less um, terrifying than actually going up and speaking to a random stranger. So anyway, right, there you go. There's a sudden tangent for you. There you go. So that was the third row of this series. I do hope you enjoyed it. It wasn't exactly a laugh a minute row, but it was really important that you understood the concepts of this row, okay? And that these low intensity sessions, you must keep them low intensity, okay? If you get a low intensity, you've got low intensity, high intensity, okay? This is, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do it this way. This is the way they need to be, okay? So your low intensity is here, your high intensity is here. If you go too hard on your low intensity, it goes up to here. If you go too soft on the high intensity, because this one's high, you go there. And suddenly you're just in like no man's land. Meh, it's a black hole. You've got nothing going on here. You're not developing anything because they're so close together. Whereas that develops your VO2 max and it develops your core fitness and they both help each other and you will be fitter, fast, well, fitter, basically. That's the whole point of it. But you push that one, which then means that you can't do that one fast. They both come into the middle and you don't get the training effects and there's no point doing this kind of a plan. All right, that's me wagging my finger at you like a little teacher. Right, Oi, I just got tapped by a fly. There we go. I told you the bee would come. There was a jeopardy oh, right at the last minute. I kept looking right to the end. So remember, if you can leave some kind of a comment on this, then uh, use the hashtag um, get fit with row along. It's the same for all 24 workouts in this because I want to try and actually see if how many punt out there rather than having a different random one each time. Uh, so do leave me a comment either on this YouTube or on the podcast or on Instagram or Twitter or where else, Facebook or wherever. Or send me an email to info at rollalong.com and say, could you please shut up? Because I won't. Um, yeah, let me know what you're getting on, on with it. I have, as a last thing, really quick code on this. I've started putting um, subtitles on these videos in different languages, okay? So you should, you'll find English and currently German, Spanish, and French. Let me know if you want a different uh, language up there or if they just make absolutely no sense if you speak that language, okay? Uh, so anyway, until another video, please look after yourselves. Take care, be well, bye-bye. <laughs>